Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Episode 97 of the Dream Big mini-series Part 6 and 7. This is actually closing the book study portion of this mini-series. And did you hear that, guys? 97. We are three more away from a Celebrating little milestones. Yes. Dang. Hundy, man. girl. Especially with those those moves. Oh, yeah, man. YouTube. YouTube. That's where it's at. If you haven't seen it, you're (laughs) missing out. Okay, so we are covering part six and seven today. Part six is titled, Expect Setbacks. Wow, I can't wait to dive into this one. (laughs) Who doesn't like talking about setbacks? Okay, chapter 25 begins part six and chapter 25 is titled pick the vespa man it just keeps getting better (laughs) setbacks vespas right the subtitle is we don't get points for to look the part right so he in the story remember in throughout this entire book he gives amazing anecdotes please please get your copy because you're going to be smiling laughing the whole way through it but in this story, he wants to go get his motorcycle license. So he drives this Harley up there and fails miserably at the test because he can't maneuver at the big bike. So then, I guess about a month later, when they let you take it again, I think it has to be a month. You have to wait a month. Sounds right. He strolls up in this Vespa and he talks about how it's designed and how it looks super cute. And he passes the test. Yeah, and the, the instructor score guy gives them just a little nod like i see what you did there uh-huh. well played, oh. sir. please only drive the vespa yes. <laughs> but the point is is that obstacles are gonna happen i liked how this talk this chapter talked a lot about humility like you don't need to go big and bad i'm the best blah 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 uh, why don't what did paul our our soccer coach he has a lot of really good one-liners and he would always say don't tell me how good you are show me how good you are dang yeah and that stuck with me i was like All right. (laughs) I chose to forget that one. I remembered that one stuck with me. Wow. Um, Man, bringing back all sorts of ones. There Mm -hmm. were some others that are quite hilarious. You're as useless as a chocolate teapot, Farron. Quit hitting it with your purse, you fairy. Your pink purse. Put your purse away. I don't even carry a purse to this day, and it's all because of him. No, (laughs) not really. (laughs) I really don't carry a purse. (laughs) These are facts, but it's not because of him. Um, Yes. So, like you said, it's all about humility. And so, who you are really becomes apparent by how you respond when things don't go your way. And what we find best is to plan how you're going to respond to a failure or a setback before it actually happens. Which might sound... um, You know, like, how do you predict the future? But if your reaction to failure is negative self-talk, 
or I give up. And that doesn't really actually serve you in any sort of way. Or if it's yelling and getting mad and now not only have you failed, but now you got to go or should apologize to whoever you blew up on, then you can say, okay, the next time something doesn't go as planned, I'm going to give myself the phrase, can you give me five minutes? I'm going to go walk around the building and I'll come right back in. Come up with a plan if you know that your initial reaction is to blow up on the people around you. Mm, Take a lap. Yeah. So he encourages you to respond with grit and grace. So grit, don't give up. Grace, make sure you're living living like Jesus. What would Jesus do? WWJD. Mm -hmm. Bring it back. Is it still around? (laughs) The 90s are coming back anyway. Yeah. So it's fine. All right. And so the other thing, too, that I like that Bob pointed out is that in God's economy... Nothing is ever wasted. So it might sound cliche, but from your failures and setbacks, um, there's definitely opportunity to learn. And if you're not taking those opportunities to learn, then you're likely to make the same mistakes twice. Well, and if it sounds cliche, ee, sort of, you've (laughs) almost got a Bible verse memorized. It's Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God is working everything together for his good. So if you're like, wow... Let's make some lemons out of, or lemonade out of lemons. God's like, that's what I'm trying to work on. Please just say yes. And this doesn't necessarily mean that God smites you. Is that in Moana? You're smite, smitten, smitten, smite. Yeah. But it's smote, smote. We guys, we are not in fact God. So there are some things that we can't, yeah, can't explain for you. But what Bob is saying is that in those moments, God isn't going to let those experiences go to waste. Um, There's going to be something in there that you can take from it. Right. Your Um, job is to leverage. Yeah, that's the word. Got you, girl. Yes. Leverage. We need like a theme song for the word leverage. I'll work on it. Ooh. Maybe another (laughs) acrostic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Chapter 26. Three epic fails. Our failures don't define us, they inform us. So we're still sticking with the topic of failure. So Bob makes it a point to have three huge failures every single year. He carries around three carnival tickets in his wallet, and he tries to not use them all by January. (laughs) Uh, And he tells a crazy story about one of his tickets getting spent We'll leave that for you guys to read in the book, but there are times where you're like, oh my gosh, how did you survive? (laughs) Jesus is the reason you survived. But failures are opportunities to learn, and so you can Google, Pinterest, whatever, so many failure quotes to get some motivation there. Just know it is a common humanity experience. Yes, Enneagram 1s, you're going to fail and you're going to get over it, so let that sink in. Yes, definitely like owning it. Yeah, that doesn't mean like gloat in it, like, oh, I failed my driver's test. Like, okay, there's a difference between, like, that's dumb. (laughs) Don't do that. And also let me know when you're on the roads. I'm not on the road. But how how are you leveraging that? What can you learn? How can you grow from that moment? Yeah, and like, don't, not faking it. Mm -hmm. Like, owning it. And we've said this before, Rachel Hollis says, like, you have fingernails, but you are not, in fact, a fingernail. So, again, you, if you failed, it doesn't mean that you are a failure. So, it's just part of the process. And, like we said before, you can learn from these mistakes. But sometimes it's even a reset uh, where it's like a happy accident. 
not all, but some are like happy accidents that you discover something new or have a clean foundation to build from. And there's actually a children's book. We'll link it in the show notes where it's all about. The I think it's ac- like the boo-boos of the world or something. Yeah, the accident, like ant- accidental discoveries. discoveries or inventions. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so we've linked that one a few times, so we will add that. Obviously, a great one to do. I like your point that you brought up, Baron. Thanks. Because even if you try, if God is calling you to try something and you failed at it, and you're going. What the heck, God? I thought you were going to equip me. I thought this was going to be a thing that I needed. But maybe you needed to fail in that moment so you could see when you turned your head to the side, oh, I'm supposed to actually be going in this direction, but I couldn't see that until I got to this point. So there could be many reasons why we have failures. Sometimes it's because we need to shift directions or you needed the fire under your butt to be like, oh, yeah, I really don't want to do that. It's not worth the trade-off. So then you can move in the direction that he's been trying to nudge your way the whole time. And I think hindsight's twenty twenty. Sometimes we get bogged down in, in our present moment. But maybe you guys can stop and think back to a time that a whoopsies actually ended up being like... Thank God. Yeah. Praise Jesus that was a mistake or messed up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're on an island of failure... Let's join some other people. So the Bible is actually full of huge failures. If you know Aaron, he's the guy who helped Moses. He spoke for him because Moses was stuttering Stanley. He didn't want to talk in front of Pharaoh because that was super scary. So Aaron helped. He was Moses' right-hand man. Moses goes up to talk to God, comes down, and Aaron has made a false god out of gold. And Moses is like, what the heck, bro? It's like there was one... One wall. <laughs> <laughs> you had one job, and it was to keep your eyes on Jesus, and you made something out of And Aaron was like, oh, wait, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I didn't do that. They did that. And that goes back to, like, come on, man, just let's go. But Aaron is still a great guy in the Bible. And same thing with David. Yes, he was a man after God's own heart, but he also committed adultery and killed a guy. So... There, that's not permission to do any of those things. But just know that God has redeeming love. He can make all things good in the end. He does make beauty from ashes. So just because you failed, even if it was a huge one, doesn't mean God can't leverage it. So make sure you're looking for the leverage. Yeah, God chose uh, people that were capable. Not perfect people. Not one person except Jesus in the story was perfect. But he chose... Out of the whole story? One guy? Yeah, that's, and everyone's seen a Bible, right? Those things are thick, <laughs> like a dictionary. But um, yeah, he chose capable people, not perfect people, uh, to carry out his mission. So again, don't wait till everything's perfect. Don't wait till you're perfect. It will not happen. Fair, and I like how you mentioned earlier how you need to be prepared for when failure happens. So the Bible says you will face trials. So what are you going to do about that? So... We have that mini-series, we call it the Guya mini-series, the Get Out of Your Head. It's episodes 84 through 91, and that's, we, that is our, the main focus is how to capture those toxic thoughts and point them to Jesus and see what we need to be thinking about instead. Absolutely. Okay, part seven. The last part of the parts. Oh, all the parts are parted. <laughs> so, departed, <laughs> right? I don't know. Okay, part seven. Sustain belief. In land the plain. This part begins with chapter 27. Check your ropes. Anchor yourself to the right things. He also gives a sort of, I mean, if it were me in this situation, I'd be like, what the heck, Bob? But it worked out in the end, so. No one died. (laughs) 
Uh, sometimes it's a good day if like nobody died and nobody cried. Oof. Okay. Sometimes you have to set the bar low <laughs> just to have a win. Yeah. Just to water. have a win. Yeah. And then celebrate the little win. And that's great. So he talks about being anchored in the right things. So what are you anchored in? What are you always falling back on as your rock? Um, a lot of times people say like, oh, he's the rock of our family. And in my head, I'm like, I really hope Jesus is the rock of your family because a human will fail you. But that's just a side note. <laughs> I can probably edit that out. But. No, I think that's accurate. Um, I think leader, people might Leader of to, the family. Yes, leader but of the But hopefully family. a human is not the foundation in which you have hope. Yeah, and exactly like he talks about being picky and wise about what you tie yourself to, whether it's people, environments, circumstances. If you know that there are certain people that you don't need to be around, then get away from them. Don't quit. Like we talked before about what's holding you hostage, what's holding you back. So are you tying yourself? Like quit blaming everybody else. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy to walk away from whatever circumstance that is. But be picky and wise about what you are choosing to tie yourself to. And then, like you said too, Brooke, um, in the Bible, God is often described as a rock. And that's no coincidence. He's um, described as someone who's immovable. So while we might be shaken by our fears or setbacks, he is not. And we can always depend on him again. People will fail you, but that's what forgiveness and grace is for. And as Christians, we're supposed to dole that out as God gives it out to us. Right. So what Bob talks about in this chapter is as soon as you notice you're anchored in the wrong thing, you need to quick, fast, and in a hurry get that fixed. And he says that takes a lot of grit and resolve. So if you're looking for grit and resolve, episodes 19 through 25 are going to help set you up for that if you need that in your life. Yes. Grit is definitely a recurring word in this book. And so if you have not checked out the book, Grit, by Angela Duckworth, it's a very good read. And be sure to check out the book study. We'll link it. As always, because you're so helpful. Mm, oh, thanks. So there also is one part that I want to mention in this chapter is how pain is pain and loss is loss. So you might have lost something and I lost something, but in your eyes it's not a big deal. But to me it's a big deal. It always makes me think of like middle school, seventh grade breakup and your daughter gets broken up with, and it is the end of the world, and in your head, you're like, oh, honey, oh, no. But what you don't need to say is, this is not the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. What you need to do right then is walk her through how to get through that, because right then that is the worst thing she's gone through. So if she can learn how to deal with the worst thing she's gone through, when something else that's actually worse than that happens, she is more equipped. And let me tell you, I'm teaching middle school this year, And so I have been on the receiving end of how your child might interpret your response is since you did not value the thing that mattered to them, um, the things I've heard students say is that's why I never talk to them about important stuff because they don't care, they don't get it. So you don't actually have to get it, but your communication needs to communicate that you are there and you're going to love them through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's just in my observations this year. It's those kinds of situations where that creates like a divide or where they go start turning to their peers who are also middle schoolers who are also getting broken up with after dating someone who for feel two like days. that is a big deal. Yeah. Because why? Well, they're genuinely listening. They're empathizing. Empathizing 
all the things. Mm -hmm. So I have to remind myself of that when my even younger kids are sad about things like the tooth fairy taking their tooth. Yes. And snowmen melting. Yes. Oh, there's so many examples, but that'll Mm -hmm. just stop there. So again, it just, you are providing an example of how you're going to show up when something big happens in their life in those moments where it doesn't feel big to you. So, um, it's like an interview process. Yes. Make sure you (laughs) nail it. Okay. Good luck. And it's not too late to repair that. So of course not baby steps. And there's been plenty of times I go back the next day and I might start with a phrase like, Hey, I know you were really upset last night. I want to apologize. I was really tired. I didn't handle that as well as I should. I've thought about it and here's what I've thought since I've had time Mm -hmm. to sleep on it. And so you're being vulnerable and humble with them. And you're owning, owning what, owning the mistake or owning the failure there. And you can, and call it what it is. I made a mistake. I messed up. Um, can I, can I tell you a little bit more about what I'm thinking about now? Or if you changed your mind, you're like, wow, I gave them really bad advice last night when I was super delirious. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've slept, I'm going to say, oh, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it more like you were saying, Farron, and I want to tweak what I said. And one more parenting hack. You don't always have to answer it right then. Nope. You can respond with, man, that is tough. Let's pray about it. Well, that's a good one. Yep. And just th- let's think on that. And you know what? I, I have better ideas in the morning. Which is, I mean, that's true for me. I need sleep, and then I'm more functioning. So, mm-hmm. um, may, again, if in past mistakes, if you responded with the first thing that came to your head, and you're like, Crap, then prepare for your next failure by saying, having, give yourself a phrase, because I'm awkward silence girl, superpower. <laughs> but if, <laughs> if there's awkward silence, I'm going to say something ridiculous because I can't handle the silence. Oh so gosh. I like to come up with it's phrases so ahead true. of time. Easy. Let me just admit it. <laughs> it's a quirk I love about you. I never know what's going to happen. I'm just kidding. I'm not offended. I wear it proud. Well, I'm getting there. I'm just going to wait to see what you say. to <laughs> chapter 28, which is titled <laughs> Ground Effects. No, see, they hit the fast forward 30 second thing. And now it is exactly chapter 28, Ground Effect. Wonderful. Get your wheels on the ground. Right That's this good. instant. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I feel like we've been talking about taking action for a while, but apparently it's worth reiterating over and over and over because most people, again, have the idea and they probably have a general idea of what needs to be done, but it's actually taking that step forward. And so one piece that he throws in here is that someone out there has been praying that you'll step into action, maybe not specifically for you for what you plan to do. We talked earlier about ideas um, and getting fulfillment from helping others. And so just think that why. Those people are out there waiting. You know they exist because maybe it was you and now you found a solution. Maybe it's people around you in your community or family. You know they exist. And what's crazy to me is sometimes I'm better at keeping promises to other people than I am to myself. And so maybe you need to still work on that for you, keeping promises to yourself. But in the interim, you can focus on keeping promises to those people. Picture their faces. Um, You know, I've worked with lots of students with dyslexia. And so I keep different mementos if they like wrote me a thank you card or one got me a teddy bear. And I have those 
on different shelves. And when I look at them, that reminds me of my why. Um, for the days that I'm like, what am I even doing? <laughs> Everyone has those days. Don't worry. Yes. You're normal. So, um, again, if you struggle with keeping promises to yourself, please continue to work on that. But in the interim, focus your why on the people that are waiting for you to take action that needs your help. This is where he also reiterates those very first three questions we talked about in episode 92. Who are you? Where are you? And what do you want? So now that you've figured out who are you and where you're at, where's that starting line? And now you know what you want. Okay, now what? So now what are those first steps that you're going to need to do? And uh, he likes to reiterate that your God-driven ambition is worth it. So if it's something that's being fueled by God, you feel called to do it, he will equip you along the way. Yep. And what is the thing that we've been saying lately? Done is better than perfect. Done is better than perfect. Yep. So he talks about that too. Uh, You're just going to keep moving forward and don't look for perfection, but look Look at the progress you've made and that it's taking shape in the world. Mm -hmm. He, well, and it's every time I see the phrase prone to wander, I sing the song in my head. So as humans, we are prone to wander. We are sheep and we need a shepherd. So we need to make sure Jesus is our shepherd and make sure our eyes are focused on him and uh, make sure your ambitions are lining up through that. All right. Chapter 29, Matters of the Heart. Sometimes the biggest ambition starts with the smallest whisper. My eyes got sweaty in this chapter. It was just very a little sad. But Happy it's sad. Yeah, it's one of those where and he talks about this where you're holding mixed emotions. You have gratitude and grief. You can be very sad that a thing happened, but very very thankful that that thing happened too in order to whatever it is that your ambition is. So it could be a certain failure or it could be like cutting a toxic relationship. Like man, I really will miss that person, but I know that that has to be a loss I take in order to go do this thing. Yes. Um, If you cry during Grey's Anatomy, then you would cry during (laughs) this chapter. Uh, Every human? Anyone with a soul? Yes. Mm. So, chapter 29 is mostly the story, Mm -hmm. which is a very touching story, and who doesn't love a powerful story to get you motivated? And... I will admit, I don't always read the epilogues, but... Mm, I always read forwards and epilogues. They're so important. That's so much reading. So if I can <laughs> cut off a few at the beginning and end... When you write a book, I'm going to write a forward and an epilogue, and then you'll feel obliged to you read it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to have a page that says forward and a page that says epilogue, and there's something... I didn't want to write this. Anything <laughs> I didn't want to write this either. <laughs> um, anywho, all this to say, don't skip the epilogue because it's his like closing remarks in reference to the story in chapter 29 so if you are a reader like me go read the epilogue it's not very long isn't it only like i have the book what <laughs> it's not long i was gonna say a page or two it you hits talk. on it you hits on main <laughs> on main topics like if you are going through a difficult time you need to get real with it and you need to talk about it and that could be finding a healthy community that could be seeking wise counsel that could be going to therapy Whatever you need to do to get emotional wisdom out of that situation, you need to go do it. Because if you are struggling, we are not meant to struggle alone. We are meant to live in community focused on God. So make sure you are finding those things. Yes. And for the record, the epilogue is only half a page, which is probably why I read it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he talks about um, like 
speaking to yourself, take, I don't know, I, when I read this, I just pictured taking a deep breath and like saying okay and moving forward. So, um, it's time, it's time. He ends it with, it's time for me to dream big. And it's just like, yeah. Mic drop yeah. moment. Yeah, after all the goodness that you were pumped full of, let's go. It's game time. Mm-hmm. Again, we want to highly encourage that you're journaling throughout this entire process to so make sure you snag a journal. Okay, that concludes the book study portion of this mini-series, episode 97, Dream Big, and we just covered parts 6 and 7. So next week's going to start our interviews, and we've got some fabulous ones lined up, and we are looking forward to it. Yes, you know that's our faves, so mm-hmm. don't skip it. You will be missing out tremendously. For sure. Elfo Show. Bye. We help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access. For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.